When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's poppin' everybody? Hello and welcome to Popcorn Culture. My name is Ben Carlin and I am your host. Here with me today is my brother Jay, who will be in every episode. I am here, Ben, and let me just be the first to say happy anniversary! I know! It's so it's it's wild and unbelievable that our podcast has more anniversaries than my marriage does. Wow. <laughs> that is weird. It's like that's unusual. It is unusual. Yeah. So that's that's very I mean like, you know, obviously SCB we've been doing for so long. So you know, long. Like that it, that it, has it more anniversaries than my marriage. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Shattering our whole universe. But yeah, so the the first few episodes, I think we uploaded 3 episodes on um Christmas Day in 2019. Yeah, yes. So rather unbelievable span of years since then so so basically since since 2019 christmas 2019 i promptly got married in, yeah. on, on january 6th mm-hmm. of 2020 uh you had your twin boys on february 23rd february 23rd right and then we promptly went into a just jolly pandemic a jolly yeah, pandemic for, for a proper two years one of the jolliest i've ever lived through really uh, i mean which is to say it matches all adjectives because it is also the, the only, only one, one i've lived through <laughs> <laughs> thus the bar is low it is Honestly, I hope it's never. I hope it's the jolliest pandemic I've ever lived through. If I'm being honest, that's a good point. You know, good point. Throughout the course of the rest of forever, yes, yeah. Then no, I I completely agree with you. Mm -hmm. It it can just hold on to that title forever. It can have it as the most jolly good pandemic, right? uh, Which is to say, it was the worst. Which is to say, (laughs) it was the worst. But either way, um, also during that time, uh, had Addison. Which was very exciting. Yes, that who is, is now is, over yeah. a year old. Who is walking? Who is I believe wa- she is. Oh my gosh! People, everybody says it, and you know, it's like the it's the most like we we've known it was coming. Like you know, everybody keeps talking about like the or like all the reading you do is like somewhere between like ten and like 16 months or something like that is like typically when it'll happen. And she's like coming up on 15 months next week. Yeah. Um, and everybody kept saying like, you know, like when she takes her first, like, you know, couple of steps, it just like compounds from there. And she basically is just like fully mobile all at once. Yeah. And I, you know, in my head, I kept seeing her like stand on her own, but like really was unable to take a step. Like, you know, like sort of with like one leg forward and then was down. Yeah. Um, and it's so, it's so funny how it just does exactly what everybody says it was going to do. It's yeah. like she she got that first couple steps down and then it was like it was like 2 3, you know, and then like 8 and then like 15. You know, yeah. just, you're just moving. You're just moving. You're just moving. Well, here's what's going to happen too is as soon as she figures out running, there will be no going back either. Oh, right, yeah. you know, you'll just yeah. be running everywhere all the time all the time yeah. why would you walk anywhere I'm, that's ridiculous full speed all the time full and sp- always yeah, right. and no other years this is faster kids figure it out you know they're just like okay so this would be one way to do it but i could be there faster so why wouldn't i be i'll run everywhere 
it's, I'm going to call it the go-kart principle, which yeah. is effectively if you're ever uh, with your your group of friends and you're doing go-karts at like, you know, like an, a, like an amusement area or whatever, at least in my personal experience, uh, it has always been the case that the, ch- the strategy is just always all the way down. Always as, all the way down. As fast as it can be going, as often as you can be going in every single direction. Yeah. It, it is it is capable of turning at top speed. It is capable of turning at top speed and... If there's a better way to go kart, it's it's quite possible you could you know finesse it and be like a, a way better go kart driver. But the fact is, you and your friends don't go kart enough to be that good. So also in true. the meantime, also true. Pedal to the metal. Pedal to the metal. Pedal <laughs> to the metal, man. It's it's the one strategy. It's the most simplest. Yep. Um, and just a just a hooting and hollering good time. I it honestly is. wish we sh- we were doing a lot more go karting than that, we currently well, are. Well, I've always felt that about yeah. my life. Yeah. That, we should. You know, whatever amount of go kart, even when I was go karting at my max, I don't feel like it was enough. <laughs> which is to say like maybe w- once a week or something was there a time in your life where you were go-karting once a week there was there was a time when we were growing up when um the the batting cages down oh, in rocky yeah. mount um added the go-karts i remember that and yep, yep, you know when when you're in the middle of the summer and you know you need something to do on the weekends with the kids that where you know you're you're the parents and you just want to hang out with the other parents and they can go wild for a while like yeah the i think the batting cages it was a really good batting cage set up uh at rocky i wonder if it's still there but should we go dude i would i would not go um sometimes i do this is the 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 oddest things we we were never really like baseball players no not at all not at all barely even Mm t-ball and yet sometimes i i have this like this like internal yearning to just like go to a batting cage and just swing look just because baseball isn't fun doesn't mean whacking a ball with a bat isn't fun well this is true you know extremely true yeah right you know even on that note it's like it's the same thing as going and hitting golf balls yeah which is another one of those activities like it's fairly inexpensive you've like never done it with like you know a significant other or something like that it's like go to the driving range yeah and just wail just boom <laughs> you don't have to be good at it you don't have to be good at it it's like nobody's really watching and really it's just it's just like you versus yourself because there's like really i, I don't know how top golf works but there's no points there's points in top golf yeah well, I, that's what i'm saying i don't yeah, know how okay. top golf works so yeah, okay yeah as far as i'm concerned you just you just wail yeah 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 yeah, yeah. that's that's the entire strategy anyway so i don't know how we got on this from addison's first steps to uh, go-karts and hitting balls. Oh, because when you're, you're a kid, you start running and then you're pedaled to the metal, which is how you go-kart. And, and there and were go-karts at the batting cages. So. Do, do you feel as though from age 15 months, let's just assume approximately yeah. the same time, mm-hmm. when uh, little Jonathan Carlin yeah. started running, Sure. do you feel as though you've continued high speed ever since? No, I don't no. think so. Yeah, you, eventually you, at, some, at some point you're just like, I don't know. But here's the thing, maybe we're wrong. You know, like maybe we adults should just be like running everywhere just everywhere just all the time like it sounds ridiculous i know i know but like this is when you're a child this is innate to you no one has to teach you to run everywhere you just do it you just know you that just, it's the right way to you just live. know it's the right way to this is okay i was thinking about this yesterday because when we were at the gym um our trainer gabriel will play music you know to get you pumped up in the morning obviously you know um and right now like addison is there with us and then his kids are there with us um calvin and selena 
and sometimes music will come on that just like totally jives with them and you can just see them over there all of a sudden they're just like breaking down they're just like dancing Uh, i want to say uh, a shout out to selena is that like yes i think where you're about to go with the rest of that sentence is that like dancing is like innately inside of you right yes that is what i'm saying it's like i have witnessed this across like lots of kids now like even like my kid luke nick nate all of them you start playing music kids will dance they do not need to be taught they do not need to know what music is it just comes out of them so maybe maybe this is like even a good test because we've talked a lot on this show about how i have this sort of like this like absolute resistance to dancing Uh, yes so it's like what that tells me is that like i have built is inhibition the right word like such a high level of like unwillingness to allow myself to just feel the music right you're just shutting down your natural born instincts as a human being right right so like the question is how do i break down those barriers Maybe you more just start going for it. I think of Miley Cyrus's Miley Cyrus's Wrecking Ball. There, uh, there's that. There's Party in the USA. Yeah, but know? Wrecking Ball breaking down walls. Yeah, breaking down walls. Yeah, that yeah. was making a thing there. Yeah, I see what you're saying. I, I was thinking. Plus, it's a bop, right? As yep. Ethan the editor would say. I, w- I would argue that Party in the USA also encourages dancing and is a bop. Well, okay, you that's know? a good point. So maybe what I'm hearing is way more Miley in your life. <laughs> Just like just that's way more uh, Miley. Apparently, apparently that's what we need is that's way more Miley. <laughs> so so Ben's 2023 uh, New Year's resolution is to have his Spotify end of year recap involve at least three Miley Cyrus songs. Oh my gosh! Can you so everybody send me your best Miley uh, playlists? There you go. And I'll and I'll just I'm gonna make that the playlist of 2023. There you it's go. Nothing but I'm gonna become a huge Miley Cyrus fan. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, man, I started, you know what, you know, when I started living when Miley arrived, that's right. <laughs> well, actually 10 years after that, Ten, yeah, it was like, she's going to be better around. Maybe you've heard of Hannah Montana and stuff I've, like I've, that. I've heard of it. I've yeah. Heard of it. It's come, come up. up. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's one of those like huge Disney things that happened for a while that you and I just completely turned a blind eye to when it was happening. And yeah, I know. I yeah. Know. There, there's like eras of life or I, I've, I've thought about this a whole bunch of times too, uh, is like. The fact that when we started Super Carlin Brothers, I had not read Deathly Hallows yet. Like, oh, right, yeah. like do you remember that? Like, yeah, it yes. was like it was like a thing for a while that like I had actually like not finished this story. And it's like to me now, like where I'm sitting, I can see multiple copies of that book, like just out in the room in front of me. Right. And it's like, how how did it come to pass that my life now has so much to do with this like fictional magical world yeah and yet 10 years ago as like already you know a 23 year old in life i hadn't even i hadn't even gotten there yet yeah and it had been out for like several years at that point absolutely it yeah had. it wasn't yeah. like oh it came out earlier this year i just haven't gotten to it yet right yeah no i yeah. i gone through like all of college with successfully like never <laughs> never reading it yeah and but have hadn't read the previous six yes yeah yeah really unusual yeah just like sort of tripped right there at the finish line so i want to i want to i want to tangent from here because <laughs> i feel like this is a good opportunity to bring up a topic that i thought of over the weekend okay. and i was like as soon as i thought of it i was telling alice about it i was like man i think this is very very interesting okay uh and what got me here so i can start before i like get too far away without ever like coming back to my original point is that you uh we talk a lot about the gma here and in high school it was the case that i was the youngest member of the gma so that's still the case it's yes yeah Yeah. it it, shockingly still hasn't changed yeah Uh, unless you count like extended members which i suppose include spouses and children well that's true but the original yeah yeah the core four the core four as it were yeah Yeah. core four yeah (laughs) we got a title now the core for um here here 
Um, so it was the case that when I was a sophomore, John and Mike were juniors and you were a senior, Yeah. which sort of then there was this like couple of interesting stair-stepping years where everybody was then sort of doing like the going to college, like separating, going in slightly different directions type thing. Yeah. But it meant that I was left in high school, uh, by myself with, with like my three best friends having basically like graduated away from me. Mm -hmm. And it meant that. Very interestingly, at this like now, you know, like kind of capstone year of like your youth, I I didn't have like a core group of friends anymore. Yeah. And and I sort of like found myself like oddly like lonely yeah. for like my senior year of high school. Mm-hmm. And as a result, I sort of like kind of branched out and I, I ended up finding like a group of guys that I would hang out with a lot. And we we all got into like some of the same activities together, like like cars and right. stuff like that. So I got really into cars for a little while. Okay. Um but I've always felt like that year of my life is this weird like pivot point. It was like a hinge as to like the like where like the trajectory of my life I feel like like shifted a little bit because a lot changed all during this like very important moment of my life. Okay. You know, like a lot of decisions about like where I would go and how I would do things and like which college I chose and everything. Like Yeah, we're like dictated by this like core group of friends you made during like the the one year like me and John and Mike weren't around. Right, exactly. And, yeah. and realistically, you know, like I was I was pretty well committed to like my the college that I went to as of, you know, December of my senior year. So we're we're talking about like three months of effectively like not having you and John and Mike in like my immediate <clears throat> proximity. Yeah. Um when I'm pretty much making like this next decision. And that decision ended up being heavily influenced by this brief three months basically is what it, what it really came down to yeah um so one of the things that i've thought was very interesting uh is there's like like websites like ancestry.com or something where you can go through and find out like based on um sort of like genetic material or whatever you can trace your heritage in the world yeah so ours is not especially interesting we're like largely from like ireland I yeah think. i think mostly yeah like ireland and poland yeah, so yeah. There, there's not like a whole, there's not like a, I, I was so excited when we did it for the first time because I was like, I can't wait to see like, you know, all the all the things you would never expect. And I was like, no, it's pretty much just exactly what you would expect. Um, well, a couple little green dots on a map. Yeah, yeah. No, okay. Well, <laughs> we are very non-diverse. Yeah. Grandma Hello, Gra- we are white. <laughs> <laughs> grandma and grandpa pretty much told us this. Yeah. So that's that. Um, but what I thought would be very, very, very interesting is if you were to take that model and apply it to the people who have had the most like influence on your life. Yeah. And so you could sort of like go through and figure out like which which people that you have known have influenced your life the most and it's like it doesn't even necessarily mean like for better for worse like in any like one direction it could just sort of be like you know like every once in a while you meet someone who ended up just being like a little bit of like a gateway into like a line of thinking yeah you know or like introduced you to something that like you know like for example even like uh rock climbing for a big chunk of my life ended up being like a like this really prominent thing it felt like the center of like my being yeah you know it was the only thing i thought about it was the only thing i wanted to do i was like you know dedicating like all of like my energy whether it was like you know eating resting 
you know, like th- yeah, all finishing my- the workday early. Exactly. Yeah. Like, everything came down to like, how am I going to like, ex- like excel more at this thing? And it was something that I had like vehemently resisted going to do mm-hmm. uh, because you and Beth had gotten into it. Yeah. You, you guys were the ones who like got me into it. Yeah. And you were like, <clears throat> you, like, you got to try this. I know you're going to like it. And it was like, I was like, I don't know. Like, I mean, it feels kind of intimidating. and I'm not sure if I'm, you know, and there's probably nobody other than, than y'all two who could have gotten me in there in the first place mm-hmm. to, to try it. And then I did. And it was like, whoa, how much of my life just changed because because you I, went to the gym this one time because I went to the gym this one time. So yeah, those are kind of like sort of kind of the moments that you might be talking about. Um, or, or, or similarly, like I know that you've told a couple of stories before about like your middle school years where maybe you were still kind of like clinging on to some of the things that we talk about to this day, like the, the fandom type stuff, sure. you know, whether it's Pokemon or Power Rangers or, you know, like Disney stuff or Harry Potter or whatever. And right. I, I know you've told a story where like one of your friends was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you're still into that. Like that's lame. Right. Yes. And, and all of a sudden, you know, you're like, oh, like I, I should I should pivot or something right, or, yeah. or I should, I should hide. Right. A exactly. Like, it's like, if you were to go and like talk to any of those guys now and be like, yeah, like, you know, it, it really had a massive impact. Like they probably don't even remember saying it. I know. Right. You yeah. Know? But like, how much were you influenced by, I, uh, it bothers me so much that that could be true. But then I'm also like, but now here I am, Yeah, you know, like, <laughs> I know. So, so I don't know. It's like, did this, did this one person's passing comment, like when you were in second grade, like change your life in a way that they don't realize, you know, yeah, yeah, exactly, know. exactly. So like that, those, that's like what I want. It's like that. And obviously it can't exist because it'd be so hard to track because there's just not, you know, at least to the best of our knowledge, there's no metadata. Oh, I know. Yeah. This would be like, this would be like, it'd be so weird to see like, oh it, yeah. Like this feels like a sort of like in your, in your in your afterlife, you can sort of see this chart and they're like, here's all the people who had the most influence on you. Like, I don't even know who this person is. Right. Yeah. And they'd be like, yeah, they actually just like invented this one mechanism that like allowed iPhones to be invented. So they're actually really big on like almost every single person's chart who died after the year 2000. Then then most people don't even know who they are. Right. Yeah. <laughs> we're like, of, wow. One of the most influential <laughs> yeah. people in history created a microchip that yeah. was able to power this one thing. And from there, everything else pretty much changed. So they, yeah. yeah, they are the most influential person in history and we're never on the cover of Time Magazine. <laughs> yeah, right. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Or, um, or like, would that count? Or would it just be like, no, it had to be like more like people you knew. Right, right. Yeah. So any, anyway, though, like, so my, my thought experiment here, yeah, like that that I was sort of like, like laying down was almost like, okay, so who are the people most likely to have like the, the biggest percentages in terms of like this influence on your life? Right. So like if you were to get there and, and assuming it needed to be like, interpersonal in some capacity um even and I, and I will put like an asterisk next to that and say like to, to an extent so the the lineup and this was like sort of roughly speaking the order that like my mind went to as to like who i imagine would have the most influence on my life um which would be parents siblings relationships friends teachers co-workers bosses celebrities religious leaders and neighbors yeah those are pro- that sounds like the the most likely list. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. like, these are all going to be the people, but like, it was so funny to me because I was, I was thinking about like a lot of these, these like different categories and going back to like specific moments of my life. And it was like, you know, it is interesting to me, like how much of like my decision to buy, like, a uh, like, like the last one on the list I had there was like neighbors, right. you know, and this is sort of like that keeping up with the Joneses, mentality Mm -hmm. i guess a little bit and so like for example for me like 
I think about the fact that I have like my my Toyota truck that I drive, which right. you know is not like a huge integral piece of my personality, but I do really love my truck, and I do think it like feels like my truck when I see it. But uh, for the longest time, I would have said that like Toyota was generally a brand that I was like, nah, that's not really like that's not me. That's not you. It's, it's like. <clears throat> Like Toyotas, and this is like the most ridiculous. And like, especially now as I'm older, it feels ridiculous. But it's like those are too reliable for me. You know, like, <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like, like people who want like, like there's not enough flair. You know, like, right. like those are like vehicles that are built for like consistency, and you like, you know, they drive them forever. But like less, less from like a personality note, more from like a like it's the right choice, right? Note, yeah. Um, no, I know what you mean. Like that's that's. You know, it's a it's a fine product, but I'm not here for reliability. You know, I I'm someone who lives on the edge, and you can handle a minor breakdown. Okay, uh, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like like you know, I'm of course going to go for something with a little more little more flavor, uh, if you will. But so, uh, but the thing was is that like I remember moving into my current house, my across the street neighbors, I very affectionately refer to as the perfect family because uh-huh. they're like they're so great about just like everything. You know, like when it, whenever it's like the the exact right moment to like decorate for the holidays not only have they done it like right on cue but they've they've got like such a good like aesthetic to it and yeah. it's all it's all just right and right everything about it, you know and you know like the, they both drove um y- you know like like toyotas and i remember just being like yeah you know and it was like as i was getting like i had lived there for a couple of years when i went and bought my truck and it's like that influenced that decision. Like if I had moved to a different house, I wouldn't have bought the truck I currently drive. Oh, that's interesting. I know. It's like, it definitely yeah. was like something where I like, I had, I had very affectionately started <clears throat> referring to these people as like the perfect family. And as a result, I think what was happening is, is exactly the sentiment of like the keeping up with the Joneses or whatever. But it was like in, in some small, very intangible, never spoken aloud way. I was like, they're like i was affected by having by just having lived near them yeah um and i was like but but it's interesting you know like because i mean then i have an entire group of memories an entire group of decisions like an entire group of things that i've done you know like even like with my truck whether it was getting like the the camper or the boat or like learning how to like pull a trailer or right like owning this piece of equipment opened up doors of opportunity to owning other things that you either did or didn't do yes and and each of those things has also had like subsequent then like cascading learning experiences where it was kind of like like the camper for example i've always thought about it was like the worst financial decision that i've just ever made ever like Mm -hmm. I, i feel like i i would typically attempt to pride myself on like doing an okay job at not like finding myself like upside down, yeah, you know, in a product, right? Uh, that that I've purchased, and you know me, like I'm like I, everything's for sale all the time, right? Like, yes, I do know that. I don't, yeah. I don't have a lot of like sentimental attachment to like the object, so it's like you know something might serve a purpose for me for a while, and then if it has like you know gone past its expiration date, then it's like okay, well I'll just you know <laughs> I'll, I'll sell that thing use the resources once again to do the next thing that that I want to do. Um, You know, but the camper was such a case where like when, when Alice and I were going and looking at them, which again, 
great date idea is just go look at campers because <laughs> it's just fun. I stand by that to this day. Yeah. Like going like walking through them and touring them and being blown away at how much is inside of this. Yeah. Like how do they do this? It's and like such small living box on wheels. Yeah. It's like a TV that comes out of a fireplace and you know, it's like, what? <laughs> it's <laughs> like, it's like you go and see that stuff and you're like, why are more of these things just incorporated into my regular, like if this is how much they did in a small space, I have big space. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> why aren't I utilizing it better? Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But so they they have to and 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 like i think what we kept finding was we were like you know as you're as you're going through it we're like you know for the same amount we could get like the really big one it's like of course you want the really big one and then it was like you know the really big one is kind of a problem because it's super hard to pull it's very heavy it destroys gas mileage right like it takes up my whole driveway is gone yeah like you know so Again, you know, it, I, I, it's so it's so interesting just to see like what was the ignition point, what was the start of everything that that like came in its wake, right? You know, and and you could probably even backpedal even further from there, and and you know, try to examine like, well, what made me choose uh, the like, house you lived in, the house I lived in, like, right? You know, at the time it was like two and a half tenths of a mile from your house, right? So like the day that you bought your house. Yeah, my house Effect, became. Yeah, yeah know, I was like, like oh, this would, be, this would be nice to live near Jay. So yeah, yeah, we'll look in this neighborhood. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> like, I mean, that's that's obviously like the the thread you can pull where you can probably keep going further and further and further backwards. Um, but even even like in a, a different sense, you know, um, Dad has all the home videos of us from from growing up, and so. Uh, one of the ones he had just like recently like uploaded to like a family YouTube channel, which is private, was like 1994, I uh-huh. think, and it was the year that I would have started like kindergarten. Yeah, and so Alice and I, and this is actually what started me on this this particular topic, was like walking into my kindergarten class. I had this teacher, Miss Tavner, and it was like just like the group of people that were in my class. Right. You know, like my first like friends that I ever made. Right. You know, the fact that she was like a new teacher and I was sort of like, you know, like one of like her first classes ever and probably like the impact that like from her perspective, I would, I have to imagine that we were like that much more memorable of a class simply because like we were like the, the first, first one, the first one that she yeah. taught. Um, and like, you know, all of those things, it's like, I could have just as easily have been like randomly assigned to a different kindergarten oh, absolutely teacher. um and i mean i guess this is just sort of like the the you know a much more personalized version of imagining a multiverse you know? oh that's exactly right yeah i mean yeah yeah I, like, i've thought about that before too it's just like yeah like at you know yeah luke's gonna be starting kindergarten in the fall which right. is crazy if you ask me but yeah like i think back to like yeah when i i went to when i walked into kindergarten on the first day like literally the first day within like 10 minutes i met the uh like the the two kids who had become like my best friends for the next seven years right you know like that was it it was in those 10 minutes and like and like they they were like my two best friends for yeah mo- like my entire childhood you know <laughs> to, to go on to say that, yeah that power rangers are yeah, lame one of them was one of those kids yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know what kids aren't always nice it's okay no of um, course yeah, yeah yeah that's all right they didn't they didn't know what they were saying right um they might not even thought they was mean they might have been like i'm helping you dude like you gotta that's gonna be socially not so good you know what i'm saying oh right, right yeah, yeah 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 who's to say um anyway that was not the case but um uh point is like like the way that affected like our parents is like well 
now my kids are always hanging out with their kids and like my like our parents became like best friends with their parents and like right. they went on like trips and ran marathons and like you know had massive impacts on each other's lives and it's just like yeah that's it's great like yeah you're right like what if what if we'd been in a different classroom that year like would have had different best friends probably yeah yeah absolutely i mean and and that's another one too like where um like from from my end of it i remember that i had this like just really unlucky draw which was simply that like my three best friends in kindergarten um by third grade it was the same thing and i'm sure that like even on on some level like i was witnessing your friendships and the way that they had like solidified into like our family's like you know environment yeah like like mom and dad were just like friends with all of the parents and all all the rest of everything so like i've got like my group of friends and like by yeah by third grade one of them had gone to uh private school and like moved away from my school system entirely uh one of them had moved to indiana and the other one moved to delaware yeah so like you you just had this like unfortunate yeah rotating door of like yeah friends who would like you would be really good friends with and then they'd leave and then they would leave yeah Yeah. and so it's like even that you know it's like like (laughs) going back to like the start of the conversation it's like what if the reason that i have a hard time dancing is because it was like you go back to these like kindergarten years and i had like let my guard down with i mean i didn't let my guard down you don't even have a guard at that point in the first place right you put your guard up in reaction right to, to these like little moments and it's like you know you find yourself then like later you know feeling this this very 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 like misplaced like like lack of security in a social environment that has literally absolutely nothing to do with anything that actually like these were parents who got job offers in different places right you know but like the day that those parents got the job offers like right my life changed it affected your life in right. a way yeah and it's like you don't you don't think about that oh gosh speaking about yeah this exact almost almost this exact sort of thing about like dancing and like kids and how they could have effect on you or whatever i remember um i think it was the first time everyone went to 4-h camp they have like the 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 dance or whatever at yeah the end. and i think it was still like an elementary school so it might have, it might have only been like a like a two-day or camp or something instead of like a full week or something but i remember like there was there you know we were just all there and you weren't even like trying to like dance with girls or anything yet it was just like they're just you know they're just having music playing and right, the, the right. lights are on and it's fun and some and i was whatever you know we were just like dancing i was doing something and some kid was like that's not dancing that's lame or something and like i remember like in that moment i was like so embarrassed like i was like well that's pretty much it never <laughs> not again ever in my whole life and it was like i don't even know who that kid was right yeah. but it's like i think back it's like that kid affected me for like over a decade you yes. know like it was just like well doing this is not cool never mind Ooh, man I, this is not for me this is not for me and it's like before that zero inhibitions about it you know yes just like this is fun this is cool and it's like I, I, it's it's like so frustrating that something like that got in your head to some by some stranger yeah. know, effectively you know yep. yeah yeah this, I mean, this is like where I think it'd be so interesting, like to to try to find. I mean, this is this is a podcast idea that will never happen, but it would be like to to literally just find all of these people in your life and just be like, I wonder if I could figure out who it was. Yeah, you know, and it's like like because obviously, again, you know, this goes back to the fact that it's like you're talking about like a like a ten year old who yeah. just like like for, for who's all dealing the, with their own insecurities exactly or yeah right right it's like yeah. maybe, maybe they saw you and we're like man he's like having so much more fun than me so it's like i don't want that to be the case so right you know i'm gonna say this thing right um but i mean yeah it's it's uh 
it's interesting and, and probably I'm sure we're putting, you know, now through the lens of like history and looking at things retroactively, we're probably putting these like massive like reverberations oh, yeah, onto these yeah. individual I mean, moments. Who knows? But <clears throat> yeah. Um but I, I have I have I don't know. Yeah, it's it's interesting to it's just just to like think back on and that so that's what I was that's why I thought it was such a fascinating topic to bring up here on the pot because I was like, I bet you anything that like just just the notion of talking about it will spark memories for other people where they're like, man, my third grade teacher was blank. Right. You know, like, <laughs> like really nice, really mean, really influential, saw something in me that someone else didn't. Right. Yeah. yeah. There's there's a there's like a bazillion in these moments throughout life. Right. And, you know, who's to say which one was the most impactful or if there's things that happened to you that you don't even remember because they were like good things or just like, oh, yeah, maybe I just didn't make this tiny decision one day. That's but, also true. Yeah, yeah. It's like how many really, really, really amazing things happen in your life that like it, this is that we, we again, you know, you talk about it like being sort of like on the Internet and everything. It's like you could you could post something and get nothing but just like positive feedback overwhelmingly like, you know, this is so hard heartwarming i love this this was so creative like all this good stuff and one person will drop in that mean comment and it's like that's the one that will stick with you for like months oh i know <laughs> like, right you know, I'm, <clears throat> I'm still thinking about it yeah um you know and uh oh gosh where was i going with this um Oh yeah, but but like memories, it's it's exactly the same thing. You know, it's like I can I uh, I've very like you know consistently told the the story of like the speech contest that yeah, I was oh, in, yeah. like where I where you know like it was totally this just like terrible situation for every single person involved. But the, the very abbreviated version is basically that they were announcing the awards. They had read the things backwards after announcing me as the winner. Yeah. And then I had to go back and like hand the plaque back or whatever. You know, it was like obviously like a really bad day. But then like compared to the fact that like that same school year, I was like the lead in the school play, you know, and it's like the being chosen to be the lead in the school play didn't bolster me as much as this speech contest thing seems to have like hindered me. Yeah. You know, but like wh why, why should that even be the case either? Right. You know, like it should be like, no, like, you know, both of these were situations where you're going to be going in front of a group of people. There was one person who made you feel less confident about it. Another person who should have made you feel more confident about it. But like, you know, one of, one of them stuck. Right. And so I don't know probably something you could reflect on and yeah oh, and, sure and, and try to try to be more proud of yourself for the good thing and yeah and less disappointed in the bad thing that's that's oh man if only it's so hard yeah when you're reading reading your list the one that like came to mind afterward was like literally like the thing that does isn't on there is strangers but oh good point yeah. but but then you think yeah like what like what you were saying like on like on like comments on youtube or on twitter or something yeah it's like people can be like so mean or hit you like yeah like that one comment would like stick with you or and it's like you don't even know these people right and like that's the one and it's like ruining like your whole your whole day is ruined by some stranger on the internet who said something that like like that made you feel upset right and it's like that that is frustrating because then it can affect like how you do stuff like i always think like once upon a time when we were at uh we were on vacation at uh the beach and like you know a dad wanted to go uh deep sea fishing oh, or whatever yeah, yeah. and we went and you know like you know you just you know you just reel in whatever whatever bites right or whatever and we happened to reel on sort of this like semi-large like shark and it right. was you know took a picture i was like oh my god i caught a big shark this is so fun right you know like what and like at no point in my life had anyone ever 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 communicate like 
No one had ever had communicated anything to me about fishing other than that it was like awesome and big fish is better. Right. And, yeah. You know, like yeah, like yeah. it had always been received like positively. I was like, this is going to be I was like so excited to like go put it on Instagram. And I was like, this is like what a cool picture I'm about to have here. Yep. And man, like that was not the reception. Like, <laughs> it went, I remember it, this. It went horribly in the it, other direction. Yes, like people were just like so offended that what bought what bit the end of my line was a shark, and that we took a picture of it. Like we released it, we didn't kill it or anything. Oh yeah, and I was yeah. just like, I was like, this is not how I expected this to go. I remember I like took the picture down, and it, it, it like upset me for like days. Like the whole vacation was just like. Man, and it's like, you know, what was what supposed to do? <laughs> I know, I know, and and I mean, this is it's like, it, it's it's such a difficult, like, kind of expectation of like just general awareness about everything all the time. Yeah, and you know, it's like. It, it's it's very interesting because I feel like even like that phrase of like the sort of like the like, you know, like educate yourself, which is like a good thing. Like, you know, you, sh- you should be trying to do like everything you can to be like, y- like aware of topics, especially topics that are like, ex- you know, extremely present at like the heart of our society and stuff like that. So like I'm not I'm not like obviously in any way, shape or form remotely against that idea. Like that's obviously always the thing that we should all be striving to do. It's it's the those difficult situations where like, yeah, like basically what happened was like the entire construct of your brain got like a little bit like turned upside down. You know, yeah. it's like, like, you know, we, we grew up fishing, you know, like this was something that like we would go out and do like, you know, with our dad. And it was like sort of like a very like recreational thing. And it was like something that like we could be like super stoked about and like excited about and everything. Yeah. And so it's kind of like, th- this is not even like a topic you would have known to be prepared to have like needed to be educated more oh, about right. like in a capacity it would, it would have been the sort of thing that you felt like you were educated about right. you know yes, it's like yeah. this wasn't the first time i'd ever been fishing right you yes. know i've been fishing like my whole life and, right you know it had like only ever been celebrated or like the scene is this like bonding thing or this like fun thing to do and yeah then yeah some people yeah it was just that was not the reception i know and it was know. uh you're right it's like it in yeah i don't know it, it is this weird thing where it's like the, the expectation to be educated on every single thing but then like people having different experiences with those educations i suppose yes yeah absolutely popcorn culture is supported by arena club okay so you guys know that i love trading card games and that me and ben are big time collectors of pokemon cards you know it's that childhood fantasy of finally being able to use adult money to buy those highly coveted rares of our youth and like even in our office we have not one but two full display cases with some of our all-time favorite rarest cards that we've pulled but some Something I did not know existed when I was a kid in my youth was the grading process for trading cards or sports cards or whatever you're collecting. You know, to me, it was just like a rare Charizard is a rare Charizard. Like it doesn't, it doesn't matter if it's been hanging out in my pocket with my lucky paper clip. Turns out it does matter and kind of a lot because if you get your cards professionally graded, it can add huge value. And then not only that, but once they're graded, they will like seal them in that pristine condition inside of a plastic case or what's known in the industry as a slab and that's where arena club steps in because it's like buying a booster pack but it's for a pre-graded card 
Now, I know that can take like maybe a second to wrap your head around because you're opening physical cards on a digital platform, which means you open the pack online and see your polls where they can be added to your showroom for the world to see. But you can also request them to be sent to you at any time. So they have got a ton of pre-graded cards and then you will get to randomly open one and then they'll keep it for you or they can send it to you or you can just like sell it or trade it online or whatever you want to do. But whether you're buying, selling, trading or displaying, Arena Club is the card collecting platform you have got to check out. And right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash pop pop, which, wow, that is a crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's like $40 right there. Anyway, that's arenaclub.com slash pop pop for 10% off your first purchase. Popcorn Culture is sponsored by Shopify. Y'all are likely aware of the fact that we have our very own Shopify store, Carlin Brothers Mercantile, and it's hard to imagine not having it now, but arriving at the decision to open our own web store was a big one. In fact, we started our journey on the interweb back in 2012 and didn't finally open up shop until 2018. And a huge part of that is just not knowing where to start, but that's where Shopify steps in. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, which is a fancy way of saying it's a really easy and effective way to start an online business, no matter if you're operating out of your garage or have like a whole building or three or something. Once we were set up, our biggest concern was trying a new product only to discover no one was interested in it. But Shopify is powered with so many reports, more than you can even imagine. And this is so handy because it allows us to use data to better provide what folks are actually interested in. It's so easy to use, but even if you do find yourself caught in a jam, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Sign up for a $1 per month trial at shopify.com slash pop pop. That's all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash pop pop now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash pop pop. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Um, and, and so like in a similar capacity, we could possibly make a small tangent here to a topic that's maybe like pretty centerfold at the moment. So you and I talked a lot last week about like the AI Indeed. Uh, chat bot. Right. That's sort of like this really just unbelievably fascinating piece of uh, like just technology that's you know sort of like developing right before our eyes uh and you know you and i both watch the same video but mkbhd who's like a really popular uh you know like tech youtuber yeah uh did this like totally mind-bending 
video on this exact topic. And so if you don't want spoilers, just like skip ahead, like, you know, a minute and a half or something, and you'll probably get through the part I'm about to say. But um, he basically starts the video and just like launches into like, you know, like explaining like what it is and how like how it's being used in the world and like all this type of stuff. And like whether or not like him as like a, a creator could potentially be replaced by something like artificial intelligence and like you know this whole thing and he basically gets to like the end of i don't know maybe like a minute's worth of talking and he's like if any of that like you know i don't even know how he phrases it it's the whole thing yeah his whole like speech though is about how like no absolutely it could never happen for all these reasons and then yeah you're right he finishes and he's like but here's the thing that whole script was written by an AI bot. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. So like he he had asked the bot to write a script about the potential for AI to replace him in the voice of MKBHD and the the AI did it. Yeah. And so like the first minute of this video, the entire script has been written by by the very thing he's talking about. Yeah. So it's it's extremely mind-blowing. It's really crazy. Um and the, te- the the speed at which the technology is coming out is just like it, it's kind of like unreal. I think that's sort of how I described it last week is it's just like, you know, a lot of times you can see like a new piece of technology and like you can wrap your head around it. And like it, it's possible that there's like a simple explanation as to how it's working now in a way that would be like, OK, like I can I can sort of like imagine a world where it's sort of like um if you Google a question, for example, you know, a lot of times Google will like auto populate like other questions that you might be curious about on the basis of that question. Right. You know, it's like m- maybe all it's doing is using like existing digital infrastructure and then like polishing it in such a capacity that like it it makes it seem like more genuine. But all it really did was just Google something for you and like figure out the best answer based on like the already known existing results. If that makes sense. Yeah. And it's kind of like, okay, like I can, I can sort of get that, but I don't know if that's how it works. Yeah. Um, but so on, on the flip end of the spectrum though, the, the other piece of AI that's been super popular and I'm, I'm sure that you've seen a lot of coverage about it, if not just a lot of images about it is, uh, through a company called Lenza lens. That's been the really popular app. And then there's a few of them, but that's like the one that people you're probably seeing the posts on your Instagram and your Twitter feed where, yeah, you feed in like 10 to 20, picture like selfies of yourself or of you know any given person and it will spit out like 50 like awesome looking curated like profile images that you might use for like social media or something yeah and the the really fascinating thing about it is that like it's it's um like images of yourself where like they're like real like like a lot of them could be like a movie poster or something you're like man this is like like I've never gotten the opportunity to like see myself depicted in this like really cool way. Oh, I know. And it's like, um, as in it is really cool. Like even I think probably the people most likely to have ever had themselves depicted in this sort of way is are people who are like either celebrities or else like online influencers who wanted to have like some special art created for their profiles or something. Yes. So yeah. it's like, but like for, you know, your average person, you probably haven't like commissioned a portrait of yourself in some, you know, cool art style. And you've probably played around with tons of filters on your phone. And sometimes it's like, you know, something funny or cool looking will pop up, but this like creates like very cool images of yourself. Yeah. And it's like, it's impressive. It's cool to look at. And it's like, man, that wow. Fun. I would say 
some results are better than others. Like, you know, me and you did it and all the results basically looked like you and me. Yeah. I, Beth did it. It like it did not look like her at all. <laughs> right. Yeah. It was yeah. Like a completely different portrayal. Yeah. So, it was like, very weird. You know, it's it's certainly not, you know, certainly not perfect. But yeah. like then enters sort of this like ethical conversation about like, well, where is the, you know, the app itself getting like the images from? And like you start to like realize there's this like okay, well, now there's a whole bunch of artists who have created the original works that are now being used, like, sort of by, like, this this AI to create the images that you're ultimately seeing. Right. And, and this is, I think, like, exactly what, like, MKBHD said, where he's like, I'm not a lawyer. Like, I'm not qualified yeah, right. to, like, so- talk on, like, like, I don't know whether or not there's, like, like transparency involved or, or anything like that, like, when it comes to, like, how you're using this media, like... You know, for for example, like in a standard Super Carlin Brothers video, like we'll, you know, regularly use like a movie clip to help explain like the topic that we're right. that we're trying to explain. And, you know, all, all, like under, you know, all instances, it's all fell under like fair use. Like you didn't come to our Super Carlin Brothers video <laughs> to, to experience Toy Story. Exactly. Right. Even though you might see like an iconic moment from Toy Story included. Yeah. No in- one no one would argue that having watched our video, you had received you had like received the intended product from Pixar. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, like, th- there's sort of like that potential, like you know, as as you like look at this image, that's maybe like a conglomerate of images. It's like, is it any one, or is it like a mixture of like 10 million? But like, also like, where did the 10 million come from in the first place? And so it's like, I again, I can't really even begin to wrap my head around it but like this was another one of those instances where it's like there is like a red flag involved and it it reminded me i just thought of this over the weekend a little bit but it reminded me a lot of the music industry with like napster and like limewire um which were like just you know pirating music back in like the early 2000s and it was like it was such a commonplace activity oh yeah like i didn't know anybody who didn't do it yeah you know like it was just like the way that and i mean it was like one of these things it was like especially if that was happening now like it would be so it would have so much attention because it would be such an obvious like so so much like content (laughs) from all these artists and stuff that was just being like literally freely distributed right and it's like that is a very good it feels like a very good comparison because like i remember at the time like no one even thought twice about it 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 almost felt like this this is how it should be sure you know like i or you know as a as a 13 year old who never had access to like money to purchase lots of cds or anything right um it was just like you know what like how's it different from listening to the radio you know or right. whatever <laughs> well i mean that's the rationale yeah. again of a middle schooler who just yeah you know. yeah exactly and that's like a, yeah some yeah 13 year old middle schooler who's just like i just want to listen to the music whatever right um, and not to mention it's also been you know 15 20 years since the the world where you could just regularly gain access to a single song yeah. you know like was even available in the first place like back in the day like if you wanted to like like now if you want to listen to something you can always go and find just like one song from the album and the one song that you like but you know in the early 2000s or or before that like you had to go and like buy like the whole cd yeah um and or, so or the single or the single yeah, yeah yeah if you could if you could track it down um so things i don't know just just very very different but like i again i feel like the internet brought enough of like the wild wild west to this like equation that it was almost like the internet was was outpacing the speed at which like like lawyers and congress and yeah the the record industry yeah and like just the general like zeitgeist of like of of the human like consensus 
like whether or not it was able to come to the conclusion as to what was happening by this like mass redistribution and sharing right. of all of this media. And so I feel like right now that's exactly where we're in. And and I feel like this is where like the light has very quickly um, <clears throat> been shown on it in a way that I'm sure we will see a lot of stuff get figured out in relation to uh, like artificial media very quickly. Like I yeah. think, I think it will be solved very fast. Like I think that people will like realize like, Hey, this is a problem. It's an, it's a new territory. And therefore like we need to figure out like what the correct way to go about it. Right. Yeah. Is. Like what even is. And like, I would totally recommend if you're like, if you have been seeing some like of the edges of this argument, or if you've been, uh, if you've tried the app and people have yelled at you or for it or whatever, like I would recommend go watching the MKBHD video. Cause it does such a good job, like breaking down, like what's actually happening. Yeah. Um, cause yeah, sure enough, this was almost very similar to the shark thing. Like I got all those, like I, I did it, you know, I went then I even, I like, you know, I paid like the $8 or whatever. I was like, all right. I, I even felt good about paying for it. Cause like now like I did it. I like, I, I, like you, I bit like, the bullet. It wasn't like free, you like, know, yeah, like you, like you I, contributed to someone. Right. It just may be the case that it was like the wrong pot. Yeah. And then, then like I got the images back and I was like, these are so cool. Like yeah. even, you know, like not only like uh, just even even just being like, look, man, I'm just impressed with the AI and I put it on Instagram and sure enough, people were like, you really should be careful about what you post. Like this is stealing from artists. And you know, there was the, 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 you, some people, of course, were like, these are amazing. I love these. And, you know, thank you to all those people. Um <laughs> Uh, but and it was just like one of those things like, should I be feeling like super bad about this? Like, I don't like what you're like. And, you know, you start looking into it. And I think, yeah, the best video I've seen has been the MKBHD one where uh, and the basic explanation he gives is that like, like, yeah, for sure. These like there are people who made original arts and then you can even tell like if you look in the bottom corner of some of like the recreations on the box, like, like, a, like a, there's like, like a messed up signature where it's right. like trying to it's like, oh, sign I guess a squiggly goes here. Right. Like that's what the machine has learned. Like they don't know it's a signature or how to sign their name or anything. They just like put it there and it's like, yeah, so obviously this was um, like copied from somewhere else. But it like the way like I was receiving it in the comments was like this, this bot is going into like stealing artists work and he's like well like there it, it's very it's very tricky to know legally even what's supposed to be happening here right like what's really happening is like artists are putting it up and then there's this other site that is like scraping the internet for like open source images and it's finding these images from these artists and then the ai bot is actually going to that site and using those images so it's not it's not like going on to your like deviant art profile and like stealing your images it's like right. it's from an open source thing and it's like should should that website be doing that or should, should should your initial posting location be more secure or you know, it's just like, no, right. no one really knows who's to blame here. Right. And it, um, yeah. It, and that's the thing. So like, I, I think that it, I like the, the question is almost like the scraping of the information almost seems like it's legal, but like, you know, it's like, it's like as long as you're not selling that information. And then like, I think the issue is almost right. maybe then like this other company is like, so they're not selling the information. Like maybe it's just like this open database of information. Right. But then another company is using that database's information in order to influence its final product. And they are selling that final product. But and that it's like, final product is still di like transformed and different from the original. Yes. But it's like so clearly like, 
ripped off from it, but yeah. Right. So you can see like where the gray area becomes, but like, again, to compare like the, the fishing example to this example, it's like, you can find yourself in this position where it's like, like filters have been such a thing, you know, like we've seen it over the, again, like, you know, the past decade of our lives, it's like how many different fun, like Snapchat filters or like, you know, I think I downloaded Snapchat for the first time ever specifically just like five years ago or something and used it for like three days because there was like a voice changing filter on it. And it was kind of like, wow, like I, I downloaded Snapchat literally just so that I could use this one filter, like effectively one time. Right. You know, but like since then, you know, you've seen, you know, hundreds of thousands of, of like filtered images and looks and face tunes and, you know, just this, that and the other. And so it's like, the the roadway leading up to like that moment like where you might be like yeah i want to try like the ai thing it looks really cool you know it's like it, it's all supported by such an existing database of knowledge that is everything that came before the moment like that you did that but it's like all of a sudden what happened is it's like something that has like been perceived as like a pretty regular and common behavior for such a long period of time it's like it had officially like potentially crossed the line a very gray and squiggly line albeit but like but like this is like the first time after like hundreds of thousands of other experiences where you might have found yourself like in a position where like things are not ha how they always have been. Right. And like that's where I think like like I, I'm not really like frustrated with anybody for being like upset on behalf of the artist. Like I completely get that. Like I think that's what will bring the right like, you know, that noise will bring the attention to the thing that needs attention and that will right. like yield. It, it will fix it. It will fix it. And then like, hopefully what that will mean is that like all these artists will now be like properly compensated. And like, there is a world where like some really cool stuff might come from this and everybody will feel good about how it's happening. Right. Um, the problem is that we're just not quite there yet. Right. Uh, and, and I think the like the, like the awareness or whatever that like, in my mind, I would, uh, that I would like encourage or, or whatever is mostly just like the thought of like, like, it, it's it all comes down to like the the like the tact you know it's like the way in which you like communicate an idea to someone else mm -hmm. you know because it's like you could go back to like that 4-h camp dance you know and you're right. dancing and like somebody like said something to you that like made you feel like like a visceral reaction and it's like is that in any way shape or form similar to like like getting like a visceral reaction now it's like like your your knee jerk like when somebody like you know like raises a voice at you or gets like angry or something it's like typically your reaction to that is not going to be like hmm, i should side with this person who's yelling at me right like, i it's know like, it's like the, and that's the thing like that's the thing that like you know I, I so desperately like you know just seeing facebook arguments comment arguments like trolls on the internet not trolls on the internet like you know any of these things it's like we just got to figure out how to like work together a little bit more like right like they're like we almost need like classes on how to like communicate people to like give them like a like what is a helpful nudge instead of a condescending like like shout right if you will um but at the same rate you know it's like it's one of those situations where it's like very frequently it is that shouting that gets the attention that is necessary for something good to happen and this is where like again again my brain's just not big enough to comprehend what like ultimately is all necessary in order to like trudge the world forward towards 
that kind of progress. Right. Yeah. I, I, I don't know either. I typically land on the side of like, even, even if you're correct, it's not okay to be mean to people about it. Yes. And yeah. that is, that is definitely not the opinion of like so much of social media. It's just like, Oh, I'm definitely on the right side of this. And therefore if you're not, I can be a complete like butthead to you. And it's just like that, that is the same. You're doing the same. Right. Right. Like, yeah. like be that that's the uh, piousness is what that is. Yeah. It's like being on the right side of the argument is no excuse to be a jerk to people about it. Um, yeah. It's, or I think the phrase I've said before is like using the moral high ground to be like condescending. Yeah. It's like you've, you found yourself in like a vicious cycle where you have now, like you are now like both on the moral high ground and below it by having been condescending. Right. You know, cause it's like, you're, you know, yes, but no, like, because you're right. But the way that the way in which you're right might be wrong. Like, yeah, I, I, right. but like, but, but again, I don't know if I can always like fully comprehend the situation. A lot of times I, I realize like I've stepped into a conversation. It's almost like walking in on two people arguing, you know, and you're like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. En- I don't know enough about what's going on. I don't know what's happened. I don't know what's happened before what's happens happened. And therefore, right. like, I'm just going to slowly fade into the shadows. Gen- general rule of thumb. Just uh, just be nice. You know? yeah. hey, be n- hey, hey, be nice. What a philosophy. Yeah. Wow. Wow. There Profound. Anyway, should we transition? Transition. Okay, Ben. I'm having like a really good uh, PR week myself. Hey, how about that? How about that? Fantastic. Yeah, it's been pretty good. It's been pretty good. So uh, we just, even before we got here, um, you guys know we've had, we've campaigned before on this very show to be uh, in the Roanoker, uh, the magazine that is published here that does like their best of Roanoke every year. This year we won uh, best influencer and best podcast and best YouTube channel in in Roanoke. Hey, whatever oh. we had a billboard about it and everything, which I don't think you ever even saw in person. I never even saw it in oh, person. Man. I couldn't believe it. I know. I'm sorry. Yeah, but it was yeah. it was like one of the like most it, one of the best elements of surprise you've ever pulled off ever. Oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I was genuinely and completely utterly shocked. Excellent. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm always going for. Uh, so this, uh, I guess, in January they'll be releasing their issue for the. Um, 40 under 40 in Roanoke and uh you and I both um uh were on the list this year. Ayo. It's pretty exciting. So they sent us the articles this morning. That was pretty nice. It's like that's that's oh man, that's like it, it feels pretty cool. It does feel very cool. Yeah, it's it's definitely one of those things. And and again, going back to like those childhood experiences, like I remember uh, I think it was like 1996 or 1997. Dad was like on the on the cover of the magazine for being the, you know like the local newscaster in the area, and it was like one of these things where it was just like, well, now I need to like, like that's <laughs> it. Like I, I, it's like in my mind, it's like at some point in my life, I need to have achieved that. Right. This. There you go. That place. So I mean, we're not on the cover or anything like that, but like it's like we're we're you know it's like this is really cool to me. Like it, it has so much more meaning because of what it meant to me. As a kid, this is like a, like, you know, eight year old Ben has achieved a goal that like started then. Right. So that's, that's, that's really cool and fun. And then the other cool thing is that you also in the same week had, uh, your alma mater, Virginia tech yep. do a article about you. Yeah, Kinda that like, was, it was very exciting. Um, yeah, they did an interview with me like a little while ago, uh, just about like being on YouTube and like, how, you know, did Virginia tech influence that? And how did we help prepare, you know, of course from there, from them, the university's perspective, they want to, they wanted to look like, yes, we are hugely a part of this person's success <laughs> yeah, which, which is of course true right yeah uh, you know <laughs> which your is, yeah your your influence ancestry data map or whatever would probably have like a little like moon and orange 
filled in yeah. checkerboard <laughs> block for yeah. for Virginia Tech there. For sure, yeah. for sure there. So yeah, but it was a very nice article. It was very nice. Uh, our my fr- our friend John Jennings was quoted in the article. That was fun. They interviewed him. He was like, I talked to him about it this weekend. He was like, Oh man, I didn't know what to say. I was like, I was afraid I was gonna say something wrong, but it all came out very good. It was really cool. Uh, yeah. They even like interviewed some of my old professors, which was interesting. And I was like, Oh man, no way. I can't believe they would even remember me. Uh so that was cool. That's very cool. Um so yeah, it was posted on like the the liberal arts page uh like last week and and I've been informed that it'll be posted on like just like the main Virginia Tech page like this week at some point. So that's kind of exciting. Like, it's super the, exciting. Like, oh my gosh, really? No way. Um, so that's been that's been pretty cool. But I bring it all up, Ben, because clearly my um, collegiate alma mater, Virginia Tech, um, <laughs> took enough notice in our career to think that I was notable <laughs> enough to put us to put to put me and uh, effectively Super Carlin Brothers on the front page of the website. And so I just, I feel like maybe our high school Wikipedia, page. maybe our high school Wikipedia page at cave spring high school, uh, needs to update the notable alumni section. Oh my God. Our, our three year campaign in the making. Exactly. Oh my God. It is hilarious. Mm. Although I remember, so early on, uh, when we first brought this up, this was like one of those things and I'm pretty, we have, we have been, uh, I, I know I got a couple of emails where like, you shouldn't like, you know, encourage people to go through and like, you know, edit the the page or whatever. Look, it, I mean, it, you it, shouldn't if it's not true. Well, well that's the thing. You so know. what what has been pointed out a whole bunch to us was like, we got to have like, like, like actual publications that like demonstrate the information that you're, you're trying to like say is true because Wikipedia is like a, uh, a page that operates on its sources. Right. Like on which on the very whole, I feel like very interestingly going back to high school for a moment, like whenever you're writing a research paper, you're you're always disallowed from using Wikipedia as a source, which makes sense since it's not a source itself. It's using sources to write itself. Oh my gosh. What they need to include when they're teaching you that in school is like you can't use Wikipedia as a source, but just look for the citation number and go to the primary source at the bottom and just use that. It's that's the like, thing, is it's a great working example of how sources are being used to, to write something right. effectively. And yeah. instead what they're doing is like, don't look at it. Yeah, don't go near. And probably to be fair, again, it's like, you know, you're talking about the wild west of the internet and it's like, nobody really knows yeah. like how or what or whatever. Yeah. Like I, I do remember at the very least in a world history class, uh, there was an instance where there was a question that was asked and the teacher said it was wrong and that person edited the Wikipedia page to say that it was right and then use that to win an argument with the teacher. <laughs> so it's possible that at points in time that was uh, that the checks and balances needed to be built out more, which they obviously since have been um, given that, you know, we, we are talking about it right now. Um, but yeah, it's been a, it's been a really cool year. Like we've we've had a couple of things that have come out that have like, you know, spotlighted it. So I don't know. I don't know what all it takes. I don't know whether or not there's like like someone on behalf of the high school that would need to like give it like a check mark or something that would seem like a very surprising email for like the principal of cave spring high school to get yeah i don't know yeah is it their responsibility i don't it doesn't feel like it's the staff's responsibility to update the wikipedia page you wouldn't think you wouldn't think no Yeah. yeah so it's it's definitely like a like a very interesting like I don't know. And I, I don't yeah. know indeed. But here, I, let me tell I'll just give you guys a little head start. If anyone wants to reattempt this and you need like more sources 
or anything um we can go through like we've had it because we've had a we've had a pretty fun year in this sort of department we have you know like our own our own dad did the story at wsls that was pretty exciting there was an article in the roanoke times about us that was was. pretty great now there's the article on virginia tech i think radford did something spotlight radford did something and uh man i just had oh and then the roanoker now we are both listed as 40 under 40 and earlier this year were the best influencers and podcasters and youtubers in the area so like i mean there are plenty of sources to work with now wikipedia yeah yeah although you want to know what was freaking awesome about this roanoker magazine is i got the email this morning and i was like oh the digital copy like i'm gonna like you know scroll through and like see how it turned out and everything and i'm scrolling through it and lo and behold my wife alice has an entire article not related to the 40 under 40 about her like a, it's like a half page article yeah. about, the new, <laughs> about her new business nude and uh i was like man this is like that is so there's like a picture of her and everything like in yeah. front of the business and i'm like what the heck man like, the number of ways people in your life have um hit you with the element of surprise via the roanoker is unbelievable it is it is absolutely <laughs> shattering my whole universe but i'm i'm 100 here for it it was really cool though i was like man ali ali should be on the 40 under 40 like so we'll have to nominate her next year we will probably have to do that we'll yeah remember it mm-hmm. yeah absolutely no so doubt. very exciting stuff all the way around uh yeah on the on the publication front on the publication we're, front we're yeah. finally we're finally getting a foothold oh man oh man maybe we'll get that blue check mark soon <laughs> Maybe, maybe maybe we'll see i'd I have to come back to social media to see it though which i still haven't done i'll just tell you i'll okay. just tell you yeah just let me know if we can yeah. blue check mark that'd be very we'll exciting anyway bad. guys as ever thank you so much for sticking with us for three whole years uh we hope that you have a wonderful and fantastic uh holiday season and, and everything is going well and everyone is safe and warm and cozy and eating delicious food yeah. um if you would like to support us on patreon you can do so over at patreon.com popcorn culture where again we're in the final days to get access to that um, exclusive D&D episode that Jay and I will be recording with the crew here and the Super Carlin Brothers office. And that also comes with a complete set of popcorn culture customized RPG dice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's patreon.com slash popcorn culture. Also, the link to that is in the description or the bio or whichever way you consume your, your pods. Uh, otherwise, if you have any feedback for today's episode, you can send it over to popcornculturepod at gmail.com. I always love seeing all your emails. Otherwise, until next time pop pop you know how to book flights and hotels all you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive that's why you need viator book guided tours activities excursions and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.